there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Stay in your lane, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. Welcome to the Mind Your Own podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Sasha. And it is a frozen tundra. I actually told Sasha before we even recorded this podcast that I I knew what I wanted to name the episode. (laughs) So by the time you're listening to this, just know, uh, usually we name we name each episode after we're done. This one is just brain freeze because that is where we all are right now. It is an absolute brain freeze. It's just, it's frustrating. I actually said this the other night, like when I was growing up in South Dakota, we had, this weather was normal every single winter. And so, but it hasn't been like that in so long that it's like almost shocking to the system Mm -hmm. um, or this much snow that we've had. Um, It's, I am over it though. I'll say that. I hate being cold more than anything. (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing quite like just a lot of snow and a lot of terrible weather on top of a pandemic. Mm. I I mean, it's pretty much everywhere. Even even if you're I just actually got off the phone before we recorded with somebody who's in New York City and they had like 30 inches of snow over a couple of days. I think we're all hitting the exhaustion point mm. and it's especially difficult because in a normal year And I like how we say normal, like there's any sense of normal anymore. (laughs) But in a year prior, you know, it's not like you'd be going out a lot Mm -hmm. when it's like this, but you probably wouldn't have been in your home pretty much all the time for the last 12 months anyway. So this is just almost insult to injury. And it's it stinks because Sasha, like you said, like growing up in South Dakota or even like for myself growing up in Nebraska, this isn't exactly uncommon for us, mm-hmm. but it is for those of you who might live in Texas or Southern yeah. states that are getting unprecedented weather. So I'm just pulling something up from the Texas Tribune. Two million Texas households are without power. This is as of Tuesday morning when we were recording. Dallas has urged its residents to reduce electricity usage. Houston's mayor has been seeking answers on how the outages were handled or not handled, which I think a lot of us are asking those questions. Hmm. Texas cities are opening emergency shelters. 100,000 Fort Worth residents uh, receive a boil water notice, which isn't that where you need to boil all of your water? Yes. um, Not use hot water. (laughs) Um, that, and that typically means that the water treatment plant is affected. Um, so they're asked the boil water notices, like don't drink any water that hasn't been boiled just in case there is bacteria in your water. Mm -hmm. And now (laughs) there's, there's getting extra resources from the federal government. They've declared a state of emergency. I think for myself, first things first, 
we always give the listeners of the Mind Your Own podcast a ton of credit. But if you are somebody who's listening to this, you are from a northern state, you're used to this and your gut reaction is this is us every year. Why are they why are they complaining? I hope because you know, they I aren't just, like that every year <laughs> there. I mean, I'm horrified to see. OK, so I saw two stories on Twitter that just made my heart sink. One person said in their apartment complex, a lot of people were basically resorting to go sleep in their cars overnight because at least with their cars, they could get heat. Mm-hmm. And even if even if temperatures are around freezing, if you aren't prepared for this, you don't have the supplies. You don't have, I mean, living in Nebraska, I have, I have everything. I have so many winter coats that like, if if my power goes out right now, I could just bundle up and be fine. Right. I'm legit looking at my couch right now. And I, there are at least five blankets down Mm -hmm. there. Like we are, we know how winter goes. Like this is typical for a Northern state. Right. We deal with this nearly every year, maybe not quite as bad as this, but we do deal with it. I just think I'm really been just disappointed in some of the reaction because one of the others I saw was an individual that I follow who said he lost power. It was dangerously cold. His parents still had power, but they have not been vaccinated yet. So he's like, I am now Mm -hmm. going to potentially expose my parents to COVID, not knowing if I have it, but I'm going to go sleep in their basement because it's either being a, like unable to like live because you don't have a safe, warm place to be. And the safe, warm place to be is not safe because of a pandemic. Mm. I just think this kind of goes back to what we talked about so many times of just being more compassionate and more understanding mm-hmm. because I, I've seen so many people want to do this thing where, well, so much for all of you who are into green energy. Looks what look what happens when the twin turbines freeze over. And I want to just point this out. If that is your initial reaction, Texas is still very, very reliant on crude oil. The wind turbines in Texas count for a very, very small source of their overall energy. So the fact that those are out of commission, yes, is a big deal, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not the reason that they are currently doing rolling blackouts all from Texas all the way up to North Dakota right now because right. of some wind turbines. We do not have the infrastructure for wind turbines to make that legitimately be the answer for why this is happening. Well, and I, I also want to point out too, like, I don't think that people understand why, like the actual reasoning behind the rolling blackouts. Mm-hmm. Currently in Nebraska today, the low is 45 degrees below zero, which usually means you want to turn your heat up, which requires more energy. And everyone is doing that in the city of Omaha. So the rolling blackouts is to make sure that everyone has enough energy for the entire day. Right. And I think this is important. I actually learned this myself because I was curious because Mm -hmm. I I still have a ton of questions. I think it's right for us to ask why this happened. But if you want to know why, at least if you want to understand what is causing it, like Sasha said, it's because more people are using their energy. Now, the electricity grid, which a lot of people are finding out that, you know, your local power supply department, whatever you want to call them, Mm -hmm. is not just specific to you. They all are on a power grid that obviously now you're learning spans multiple states. They were designed to be in high demand during the summer. And by the way, I'm reading from the Texas Tribune because I liked their example or their explanation. They did a far better job than I would be able to. 
So those electricity grids were designed to be in high demand in the summer when people across the Midwest into Texas crank air conditioning in their homes. But some of that energy sources that are used during the summer go offline in the winter because most people stay inside. Mm -hmm. They aren't using as much electricity because it's not quite this cold. So with this now happening, some of the energy sources powering the grids have been knocked out because of the inclement weather. So not only do you have, not only do you have some that are just not in use because Mm -hmm summer demands more than winter. So they take some offline. You have some that have been knocked out because of the weather entirely. And now facilities are running out of gas, coal, and nuclear energy. Again, very little to do with the green energy that we've talked about. um, And you hear about as a country. So I think for myself where I'm just like, this is no, you don't want to say, okay, from every year going forward, you need these grids to stay online because it's going to be like this. But I think this is this is a good wake up call again from everything from, Mm. Hey, uh, climate change is real, Uh, but also it's a good wake up call of, Hey, we do need to find other energy sources because obviously this isn't working. So yes, wind turbines have just shown that they can freeze as well. So no wind turbines cannot be the only answer as well. I, I think people are actually, I think people actually don't realize what they're saying when they do some of this because they're right. like, well, it can't all be wind turbines. It's like, correct. It it's can't not. Be. No <laughs> one's disagreeing with you. It's well, here's the other thing so too. Weird. Like, <laughs> I've heard a lot in the last few days since we've had this, it's really cold and we're in Nebraska. So it's, it's been pretty damn cold here, but damn people cold. saying, oh, so much for that global warming. Which is why it should never have been called global warming because the word warm would indicate warmth. And so people are focusing on that, like, well, why is it so cold then if it's global warming? It's climate change. It's still climate change. The climate is changing. Like, it I just is. want to bring that up and make that clear. Like, the terminology, it's climate change. <laughs> it's just so, I don't know. I, it's so hard for me because. I see some of these things and we've talked about this very openly on other topics on this very podcast, which are very, very much not sports topics, but I don't really care because I don't see these as controversial. And in fact, I saw some people, and this is going to lead very nicely into what we also wanted to talk about, but I saw some people on Twitter talking about the weather and the response of these power companies and what needs to be done. And weirdly I'm reading these and I'm like, okay, that seems like a fair question or it seems like a fair point. I'm, I I don't, I don't know. I guess I just see them and I'm like, I don't find this statement to be controversial. I don't find the question to be controversial, but then I see the replies and there are people who are just like so volatile and so angry Mm. in the responses of like yelling about, you know, different energy sources. And this is what happens when you get rid of coal mining. And like, and I understand that like, and I understand I I do that for some of, for some people, like their very jobs are attached to some of the Mm -hmm. things that people feel like they're being attacked about when these conversations come up. But I always feel like I would rather find a solution that makes this better for all. Yeah. Meaning finding you a job that is secure, making sure that the, the, the 
research and the time and the energy are there to guarantee you a job, not only today, but 20 years from now. Mm -hmm. I don't find, I guess, these things to be controversial because no, I don't always sometimes agree with the path, but we've said that before on this podcast. Sometimes we don't all agree on how we get there, but we typically agree on what we want the end result to be. So there has to be more common ground. And if you are yelling on Twitter or social media about somebody saying they're cold and there has to be better answers, I don't find that to be controversial. They're cold and they deserve an answer. (laughs) Exactly. There needs to be a better solution. Like we bring this up a lot and I like, I think it bears repeating, like there is a way to have a conversation in which everybody's uh, needs are met Mm -hmm. and not yell at each other about it. Like we can have differing opinions on how we get to that point, but like usual, the end results and the end game here strategy is that all people are taken care of. So like, I don't like being cold. So I don't think a lot of people enjoy being cold or being without heat in the winter time or when something like tech with something like the weather changes that they're not used to experiencing in Texas. Why can't we have a conversation without screaming at each other when the end goal and result should be the same thing? We all want to be warm and feel warmth (laughs) and be and have it be like a service. And just because somebody has a roof over their head does not mean they have. um, So for instance, my fiance, he shared an email with me that he received from work of somebody who lives in Houston. They have been without power for 27 hours. The inside temperature of their home is 38 degrees. Just because you have a roof over your head. I mean, okay, totally unrelated speaking about warmth, but sort of related this past summer, we lost power for like uh, almost close to 48 hours or it was like 36 to 48 hours, somewhere Mm -hmm. in there. After a certain point, like time doesn't matter any longer. It's all cold or it's hot. And the temperature inside of our house started getting alarmingly hot very quickly. And now like where our bedroom is in an attic, heat rises. So Mm -hmm. we couldn't even like really be upstairs because it was nearing almost 100 degrees in that space. So the only comfortable places, obviously we could go to our basement, which was thankfully cooler, but even then just without any airflow, it starts to get very stuffy. It becomes unsafe. I remember thinking at the time, like, do we need to take our dogs to my, to my mom's house to get them at least out of the situation? Because it's not fair to them being in full winter coats. This is in summer, but that that like the temperature inside of our house and it wasn't like opening the windows was going to suddenly change it's the same like what are you going to do so I think sometimes we get really it's really easy to be like I don't know judgmental or oh it's not that bad you have a roof over your house now if you're somebody in Texas, I completely understand the people who are massively frustrated with the fact that like all the lights in downtown Dallas were on all night. Like you saw the city skyline all lit up all night. Downtown Houston, same thing, lights on all night. And it's like you're rolling these blackouts in communities that really cannot afford to be without power for as long as they have been. But you are able to power the entire city skyline of these big metropolitan cities that stuff deserves criticism and i'm cool with that like i'm cool Mm -hmm. with people criticizing that but like let's stop criticizing families and human beings like they're not a corporation (laughs) yeah exactly Uh, 
I just, I feel bad. Well, and then you see like, not like, okay. So the, the electricity and, and all that is a problem, but then you see like infrastructure wise, they're not able to, or equipped to keep up with the amount of snow that they've gotten. So you've got major enormous pileups and accidents because they don't, they're not used to having snow. Why would they have an infrastructure built with the trucks and the salt trucks and the plows to take care of that? Like that's like having a salt and snow truck readily available in the summer in Nebraska. Like there's no point to it because we don't get snow in the summer in Nebraska. You know what I mean? It's not, you randomly get one example, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you get one random snow in like the middle of June, you're not going to suddenly like change how you operate for the rest of time. However, in this case, yes, there are some things that we should be asking. And if somebody's asking those questions on Twitter, I think our job is to listen again, listen to people and hear the pain, hear the things that they're bringing up because that is the only way we're going to accomplish something. Telling people like, oh, green energy. Like, what are we accomplishing here except for just trying to yell at each other and make each other feel bad? It just doesn't make sense. No, like, need even, I don't understand the argument. Like, I just don't get, I don't don't get get it it. at all. Like, everyone wants to be warm and no one wants to be cold and they want to be provided for. So, who cares how we get there? Let's just figure it out and solve it. Yeah, I argument. I don't understand. Oh, oh Twitter. So speaking of Twitter, I you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm curious. I'm I'm gonna be eager and anxious to get your perspective on this, but I'm gonna start with this tweet. It actually just oddly enough popped up into my Twitter timeline as we were recording. I didn't even have this plan, so it just felt like <laughs> the perfect segue. Uh, but this woman, her name is Amber Nelson. Her handle is Amber S. Melson. She tweeted. Feeling anxious and stressed, I better scroll through this little box of screams to relax. And somebody responded and said, have you tried chewing on broken glass? Comparable. (laughs) So a good friend of mine, his name is Adam Jacoby. He recently deleted his Twitter and he had previously like just uh, suspended his account, but was able to come back. This time he just straight up deleted his account got rid of the whole thing. And he sent out and he has a newsletter. He sends out a newsletter explaining why he put it on Instagram, just so people knew if you're looking for me, you're not going to find me here anymore. And he's not the first person that I know that has done this recently. And it's, it's sad for me because part of the reason I joined Twitter, well, no, the entire reason I joined Twitter was because of the relationships and the connections and the people. And for me in sports, it provided doors that I was not previously aware could be opened. Mm -hmm. So I like, I have a, like, I have a fondness for Twitter because of that. But the thing I realized is that fondness is for what Twitter really was, not what it has become. And Twitter is very much to blame for their own, for where they're at at this point. The only thing is, is like, a big part for him and I'm, I'm looking for, I'm actually just going to pull up his Instagram caption because I think he summarized it better. I say this a lot, but better than I could. People are way smarter than me. And I accept, I accept that. Um, Of course it's taking forever to open it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, He said he, he, he's been debating it. He said, he's not mad or sad. He has an incredible you know, amount of friends he wouldn't have had otherwise, 
but it's just not a healthy environment. It's like waking up every morning and checking on what I'm supposed to make fun of or get angry about that day. And regardless of how useful it is as a self-promotional tool, which has become debatable, that's long past the way that he was using it anyway. And since he said that about, it's like waking up every day and trying to decide what to make fun of or what to be angry about. I have found that Twitter has become a really challenging place to share really anything Anything. because I have built a platform of over 21,000 people, you know, that are assumedly not all bots that have said, we subscribe to you and to what we want to hear from you. But sometimes when I tweet something, so like, in my opinion is like not a big deal. So if I, I thought about it last night, I was going to tweet something about everything going on with the weather. I stopped myself because I'm like, you know, mentally I'm not at a place to get into this argument with people who are for some reason taking this whole thing as this big political controversy, which it's like, yeah, some of this is political, but like, why are we yelling at each other? And so like, Mm -hmm. I ended up not saying anything and I hate how Twitter has made me, uh, it, it has made me just kind of, absolve myself of like it's almost easier to say nothing than it is to say to it's just easier to say nothing than to say something the thing that makes me sad though is I feel like as somebody who does have a platform in any space like I should be utilizing it more than I am to speak up about um you know Black Lives Matter to speak up about women in sports to speak up about the things that I care about to share my my viewpoints on green energy versus anything else but like it's not about being afraid it's really not it's just knowing that you're basically throwing yourselves out to the sharks and it's not about disagreement anymore it's about people really just quite literally wanting and this isn't about cancel culture some people quite literally deserve to have their bad viewpoints and opinions put on blast but this is like let me tweet about this really basic thing that really shouldn't upset anyone. And somebody's going to come at you and, and tell you you're wrong. You. Mm-hmm. Personally attack you. Yeah. And I know I, you have, you have experience with this. So I'm, I'm eager to hear your perspective. Um, so I have, I used to be a huge fan of Twitter just because I really enjoyed being able to interact with, the listeners of any show that I was a part of um, or to like, I established that I'm a very sarcastic person that was always well-received. Um, and I enjoyed being the person to do that. Like I, I did enjoy And I guess to some extent miss that interaction with people and knowing that we can make a joke, but it became so much more beyond that and not about that anymore to the point that um, I just, I had to really have a sit down conversation with myself and weigh the pros and cons on how much I wanted to interact in that space because I was finding myself being upset or getting angry at things and feeling like I couldn't be truly myself and vocalize something or comment on something that maybe I didn't agree with or that I thought needed some attention without being attacked. And it became to me, the 
cons outweighed the pros of the platform itself. So like when I um, left the World Herald, I just, I hadn't had the app on my phone for quite a while before that because I was, I felt, I found myself the process of getting burnt out in that space um, and in sports accelerating because of Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that at all. So when I, I basically just did, I didn't check it for, I don't know, it was probably two months after um, that show ended just because I, I said what I needed to say. And I was just like, I just need a minute because this isn't, Twitter wasn't the space that it was anymore. And I really just needed a minute because it was, it was kind of a milestone in my life um, at that whole entire, um, that year in 2019 the, in the summer. So I just needed a minute to be away from it. And then when I was away from it for that amount of time, I didn't miss it. And so no. I just, I check it every once in a while, like I will promote our podcast. Um, I don't, I occasionally will jump on. It's, it is, I do enjoy live interacting with people during a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's always fun because it's usually a collective grief um, and we can all <laughs> have a laugh or, or uh, yell at whatever together. But other than that, I just, I don't find the value that I once found in it anymore. Um, and I don't, Mentally, I'm in a way better place, not because I'm not on Twitter as much, but just in general. But I don't want to ruin that peace that I found with myself by allowing a social media platform back into my life that doesn't, it's spiraled mm-hmm. even more so, I think. And la- it's just gotten way worse, I think, in the last couple of years. And I just, I didn't find the value in it anymore for myself. I think about the way I used to use Twitter. I definitely used it. I think more, I'm trying to think of like the word that would be the, I definitely was like more free spirited with my Twitter usage. And I would say Mm -hmm. this was probably, you know, between five to 10 years ago, I would tweet just like really nonsensical things about like Taylor Swift or about Mm -hmm. this or about that. And the thing is, is like so many people like to just shit on what other people like. And I will tell you as somebody who covers Nebraska athletics for a living, my, that is my job. It is not who I am. And the amount of people who get in my mentions when I'm tweeting about Nebraska football and are like, Oh, your team sucks. It's like, well, technically they're not my team. Right. I, I, I'm not coaching them. I'm not playing for them. I am covering them. But the, so many people want to take it out on me that like I have somehow created this, this team myself there, I am responsible for them. And it's just everything you share an opinion. For instance, actually, here's a really great example. Night of the Super Bowl, the weekend is performing. Yes. The audio was crap. They always are. I mean, SNL's audio is always crap. Like for some reason, live events, when it comes to music, they, the mix the mixing is just bad. Mm-hmm. The mixing was bad. The performance was fine. But I really like The weekend. I enjoy his music. I think he's very entertaining. I had no issues with his performance, nor do I had nor did I have an issue with him. And I get on Twitter 
which is mistake number one. But I get on Twitter and I had been kind of avoiding Twitter a little bit that night, tweeting a little bit here and there, because as a Kansas City fan, I knew like people are going to be rubbing it into Kansas City's faces and it's fine. But I get on I get on during the halftime show and I don't know what I was expecting, to be honest with you. Like maybe this is me being naive, but I partially thought like people would maybe be more enjoying the halftime show or at least making jokes that I would feel better about. Mm -hmm. what I found was people just literally attacking other people about their like in support of the weekend. So I tweeted, you know, I like the weekend, the amount of, the amount of people, mostly white men who immediately jumped in my mentions to be like, why, why would you like him? His music sucks. He's terrible. Oh, why would you like him? Pop music is awful. And it's like, Oh my God. (laughs) Something that I really hate is this idea that people who like pop music. Now, this is coming from somebody I'm going to tell you all. I like a lot of really bad things. But when it comes to music, I'm never willing to tell someone that their choice in music is bad. Yeah, because I listen to a lot. I listen to top 40 pop. I listen to some country. I listen to some pop punk from like the early 2000s. Emo never dies. Emo (laughs) never dies. I have listened to music my whole life that people have told me is bad. Yeah. And that's fine. Some of it I'm like, okay, I get it. It's not your thing. But like a lot of the times we attack things like popular music because it's like, how dare someone enjoy this pop music? It's it's cool to hate on that stuff too. Yeah. A lot of you do it to women, to be honest with you. A lot of people go after like bubblegum pop, like little girls like that music. And you know, No, a lot of people top 40 music exists because it's popular and people like it. So I don't really give a shit. So like to the one person who got my mentions like, well, I'm just tired of the weekend because it's I it's just overplayed. It's like, then don't listen to the radio. If your if your anger is going to be, well, it's overplayed, then I'm sorry. You have the option to not listen to it or not to the radio. Spotify exists. Pandora exists. Yeah. Apple music exists and a lot of these have free options. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to listen to the radio. If you're going to get upset that they play popular music, they're playing that song because they have determined that people want to hear it. Sorry. I just, I, I got so frustrated by that because it was like, here's this really just like not big deal. Right. Okay. So something that it wasn't here is the literal tweet. I am a fan of the weekend. That was it. And people wow. are telling me trash. Um, oh, so you're the only one. How? This is awful. Um, now, some people, to be fair, were in my mentions that were like, big fan of him. Didn't love the like performance. Like, well, fine, okay, that's whatever. Two <laughs> people, like, first of all, they should, they ran the audio through the stadium sound. Of course, it's going to sound like shit. Mm -hmm. One. And two, you also have the option to not watch it. You can leave the room and go do something else. But I just, I don't get it. I I hate the, the concept of guilty pleasure music because I don't give a shit. I am going to listen to whatever the hell I want to listen to. And you know what? $3 $3 Bill Y'all by Limp Biscuit is still one of my top five albums. And I really don't give a crap what anybody has to say about it. The weekend's latest album yeah. is a banger front to back. Oh, like, it's it. In, it's so he was good. totally snubbed for the Grammys. Like spare yeah. me on that. He was totally snubbed. 
I just think like, especially with like the sports world of Twitter and now it's not just specific to sports world, but sports has sort of like created this thing where we have gotten access and I won't even just say sports because it is really more celebrity. It's any kind of like we have gotten access in a way that we never had to our favorite celebrities, to our favorite athletes, to the people who cover these teams, to the media, to everything, which is good. There is there is a lot of good to that. It does. Right. Like, for instance, I love Patrick Mahomes on Twitter. He's so mm-hmm. you can tell he's running his own Twitter account, even if maybe he gets help and suggestions you can tell he's running it. It's, it's fun to feel connected to him and feel like the quarterback of my favorite team is allowing me into his world. But I do feel bad when I open his mentions and it's just like crap on crap on crap on crap. And I'm not saying that like you need to spend your life like blowing smoke up someone's ass, but a lot of the times when I see something I don't like, or I don't agree with, unless it's like racist, homophobic, sexist, something that just really honestly should be called out because it's just bullshit behavior. Yeah. If you see something that you're like, I don't like that. I don't like this. My usual response is just to keep scrolling. I don't really need to destroy that person's day because I, I don't agree with them on their feelings about a popular music artist or something right. else. Right. It just doesn't or, or make like a ton the, of sense. Like something as mundane as pineapple on pizza. Like it doesn't, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. If you don't well, like it, pineapple on pizza, move on. You can just some keep of those things. Yeah. And some of those things start like nice enough. They start yeah. as kind of this funny little like, oh, ha ha. I, I don't like it. You do like it. Ha ha. A couple of pizza right. shops are going to get involved in this, but then it becomes almost like hateful. Yeah. And that's where I How don't could understand. You like that. If you like that, then that must mean you're this type of person. What? Yeah. It's and pizza. <laughs> you all don't understand. Like this happens yeah. so, so often. And is a hot dog a sandwich is the most hate I've ever gotten in my mentions ever oh my in my God. life. And it's not a freaking sandwich, by the way. <laughs> it's not a sandwich. I don't it's know why it would be. It's like, we don't need to get into it. I just don't we understand. Won't. I don't either. But I got, it was like a stupid thing that I knew people could go back and forth and like, ah, ha, ha. But then it turned into like an actual debate and like I was wrong and really stupid because I didn't think it was a sandwich. And I was like, okay, deleting this. I don't have time for this. It was supposed to be funny. Yeah. And I think sometimes people do this thing where when I express like, hey, this this type of conversation and this type of, you know, just back and forth gives me anxiety. People's Mm -hmm. reaction is to just go, then don't be on it. And you see people like my friend Adam Jacoby who say, okay. See you later then. Bye. Like I'm done. I'm going to go protect my mental health. But now I'm really sad because he, his voice and his opinion made Twitter a better place. But I would never ask him to be on a space that made him feel bad about himself. Right. I would never ask him to show up every day and be part of something that made him feel bad. And so I would never say to him, well, then, okay, cool. Like, if you don't, like, if you can't take it, leave. Because the thing is, is like, when we run people away from this, we create more echo chambers and we create, honestly, it creates like a hateful environment. And I'm sad to continue to see people do this where they're like, all right, I just can't anymore. And I, I see myself where I don't tweet as often as I used to. And I'm Mm. really careful about what I tweet, not because I really give a shit. Like, here's the thing. I've had enough of 
I've had enough people in my mentions telling me to stick to sports to, to last me a life. If, if every time someone told me they wanted me to stick to sports could power a city, we would all be good for the rest of eternity. I have more power from the amount of people telling me to stick to sports without people realizing when they come at me and they say, yeah, I came to you to follow. I want sports. I need an escape. It's so kind of you to think about yourself and Mm -hmm. what you need of me. So you can have your escape and you can feel good and know about sports for half a second. But when I tweet about something like, Hey, uh, black lives matter. I'm going to tell you why this movement matters to me, or I'm going to talk about something else for you to get in my mentions and to attack me because I am not giving you the thing that you have signed up for free and then threaten me with, I will unfollow you because you're not giving me that thing is so selfish. It's so narcissistic. It is so, it's just mean because you're asking me to basically be this entertainment box for you check these boxes for me but the second you fall out of those lines i'm going to tell you that i don't like it anymore how dare you take away this safe space that you have created for me i hope that i can give you fun interesting different takes on nebraska athletics but you know what sometimes i don't want to talk about sports Sometimes I just don't want to because sometimes sports don't make me feel good. Sometimes they make me feel great. Sometimes I just want to talk about the weekend and how he made a banging album. Like who gives a shit? If it really bothers you that much, fine. You can unfollow. This isn't an airport. You do not need to announce your departure. Too many of you think that it matters that you tell people you suck now. Yeah, I have had people literally come into my, you want to know why my DMs aren't open? Because I have people who've gone out of their way to not only figure out that my DMs aren't open, but then to figure out that they can email me to tell me they don't like my bad opinion. I mean, we have, we even have somebody who gave a review to the show who felt the need to give it a one-star rating and say, no, thank you without any context, because I'm assuming he didn't like that. We didn't stick to sports. Right. This is the literal point of this podcast is that we don't stick to sports. Sorry, I'm like so on a tangent right now, but this is something that sincerely fires me up because I just think we are we are humans who are multifaceted, who have so many different interests and your favorite reporter, your favorite journalist, your favorite athlete, this, this, this and this are not they do not exist to solely entertain you. Yep. They have families, they have things that matter to them. They have beliefs that they care about. And I believe that you can be a good journalist and also keep your credibility while having things that matter to you. It is all about the respect and the way that you handle those things. I don't believe that I've ever been, at least not in recent years, disrespectful in my beliefs. Now, somebody might disagree with me. I think a lot of times what people get upset about is just the fact that I have them. Yeah. Well, and I, I did want to add to that, the, the sheer entitlement when you come at somebody for having a differing opinion than your own, because they're not sticking to and fitting into the mold that you expect them to fit in is really absurd. And I really would challenge anybody who thinks people should stick to sports in the climate that we currently live in. And really look at yourself and try to figure out why you are so entitled that you get to demand that from somebody else. Because I guarantee you, I'm not going to come after you and come into your mentions 
until you, whoever you are, if you really identify this way and think that you are entitled to come after and tell somebody else how to live their life and expect them to have the same, either to not have an opinion or to only have opinions that fit within your box. Mm -hmm. If I came after you and came into your mentions and did that to you, how would that make you feel? I don't think that people take that into account. It's just a demand all the time. You should feel this way. And if you don't feel this way, you should shut the hell up about it. But if mm -hmm. the tables were turned, how uncomfortable would that make that other person? Just, well, yeah. I, I don't really don't think that people think about things that way. They just anonymously come onto the internet and are like, oh, you don't know me. So coming no. after people on the internet, like, it's just absurd to me. I really don't understand it. It, it has not happened to me very often, probably because I kind of jumped ship before things got as bad as they are now. But I just, I honestly hesitate to ever post anything personal. Mm -hmm. There are things that I would love to talk about, but I'm not ready for the backlash that inevitably happens by opening yourself up and being vulnerable. Yeah. It's a really hard thing for me to do, but there are things that I should be talking about because I've experienced them and I know, but I don't feel comfortable because I don't want whoever the hell to come into my mentions and be like, well, maybe you shouldn't have done this. Now I'm going off on a tangent because there is, <laughs> there are things I really want to talk about, or yeah. I don't feel comfortable voicing my opinion on something or standing up for something because I just don't want to deal with ignorant people coming after me. And that's a really crappy way to feel like I, I have think, to censor myself. I don't yeah, want to feel like that. And I think people need to also be like something that's interesting within this realm is people use this to be like, so yes, like I am not this like cancel everyone kind of person. And I'm not this like everyone should be attacked. But like some people, if you're going to come on the internet and you're going to say, uh, like I said, racist, homophobic, sexist, yeah. um, if you're going to do shit like that, you deserve, you deserve the, the shit that's going to get piled on you. Like, I don't feel bad then right. if you're, if you're going to go make a very broad, terrible statement or whatever, you don't get to do that. And then call out like, well, you all said that, like, be nice to people. Yeah. No, we don't get to move those goalposts when we feel like, they need to serve me here. This is talking about really in, like non-incidental thing. Like we're talking about like, I want to talk about my mental health or I want to talk yeah. about um, this experience that has happened to me. And it's, it's things like coming up on the uh, five-year anniversary of her accident, even talking about something like that, sharing it on Twitter is often met by people who are like, well, that experience isn't that bad. You'll never believe this thing that happened to me. And it's like, right. good God, like, it's right. just like, that is that is what we are talking about. So before somebody wants to then jump into and be like, well, I should be able to say whatever I want without anyone coming at me. It's like, no, 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 that's not how that works, nor is that what we're saying. So don't move the goalpost to make it convenient to work for all of that stuff. Right. Exactly. But yeah, it's just, you know, in some of this and I had I'd written this to Sasha and I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. I'm just going to throw it out there. Some of this is also like a lot of people react on social media without really doing any thinking. It's yeah. just react and then move on with your day. It, it's the same with headlines. It is 
So many people read headlines and oftentimes headlines aren't always the most fair. I will be perfectly honest with you as somebody who has worked for different companies and in different situations. Like when I worked for land of 10, which I don't care talking about because it no longer exists. Um, I would have editors who would write my headlines and, yeah. or they would change my headlines and it wouldn't accurately represent the story. And that drove me nuts because then it would go live and people would be angry because, well, it doesn't match it, which is fair that that is, but if you're going to react and be angry and you know, whatever else, I really recommend reading beyond the headline yes. to see if what is in the story or in the video or whatever it is matches the thing that you're reacting to, because too often we react to something and we go make that author or that person feel like shit without realizing that they may have actually just said the very thing that we're agreeing with. I see it all the time on local newspaper stories, the headline, and then no one a lot. And I shouldn't say no one. It seems like the majority of the people that are, are reacting negatively in the comments have not clearly not read the actual article itself. They're just reading a headline and reacting. And it's like, if you just take the time to click and read for 30 seconds, your question or whatever you are reacting to negatively is probably answered and you probably would not be reacting negatively. Yeah. I mean, like even just something as simple as yesterday sharing, a lot of people shared the story about how Nebraska finalized its one-year contract assistance for its, for its assistant coaches. mm -hmm. The thing is, is this is pretty standard. This is how it works at most places. They extend things one year at a time And the amount of people who are upset over it without clearly having read it and are like, they don't deserve raises. Well, they didn't get any raises because that is something actually that had been previously addressed. Um, Well, um, like example, hopefully there are no raises involved. No one deserves them. If you just simply click on the very thing you're commenting on, you will see the explanation that they did not get raises because that was something that they all agreed they did not want to do with everything surrounding the pandemic. Just a lot of people don't realize that your questions are often answered within the thing that you're commenting on. I mean, even, even Greg and I, so Greg Smith, who, who works with me at Hill Varsity, works with us, um, recorded a video that people reacted to without clearly watching it and saying that like we were blaming players. We never once said that in anywhere in it. And it's like, I'm not even sure where that even came from, like from yeah. reading the headline or even reading the like this, the piece that goes with it to give you an idea of what's being said. It's just, I think that we have become a society that likes to troll whether we want mm-hmm. to admit that's what it is or not. And it doesn't do any of us any favors because it shuts down conversation. In this case, it's like, how do you then have a reasonable conversation about things? Because if I'm asking you to do the bare minimum of opening something and reading it, but you're not willing, you just want to yell at me. I don't know how we're ever going to find that common ground. I don't know how we're ever going to get to the same place. And that's, that's really hard. And I will be honest with all of you. I have been guilty of the same thing where I read a headline and I start to see myself. I'm like, Oh, I'm angry about that. And then I open it. And I'm like, Oh, oh, yeah. What was I all like all up in arms about? Or maybe I'm now suddenly more mad because I'm like, wow, the headline didn't even do the story justice. Like this is right. way worse. Um, but you often find that like, it's not what you think it is. 
or it is what you think it is. And the very thing that you're, co- you're complaining about exists right there. Right. Yeah. Oh, I feel like sometimes this, this podcast like, has become very therapeutic for me. I was just so going to say this has been really <laughs> therapeutic, very therapeutic today. I, <sighs> I just want, I, I, I feel like we have to say this like every week, but like, can we just really try to be nicer to each other? Like if you don't agree with something I'm saying and you were not ready or at a place to have a conversation, just unless I'm totally wildly inaccurately wrong and I need to be, it needs to be pointed out. Like we can have conversations without screaming at each other. I can realize that a hot dog is not a sandwich and post about it and not have you come at me personally and attack me. Like we can do these things and have jokes and like make the internet fun again. The internet could be a positive place if we all just tried a little harder. Mm-hmm. It just, I, I don't want to keep seeing people leave. I don't want to yeah. see people that I think make these spaces better leave because we do that thing where it's like, well, if you're not happy, get the heck out. I, I want to see I want to see good people stay and it's not just because I want to be able to spend, hang out with my friends. I can, I can text them if I need to, but because I find their voices to be valuable and I see more and more people who are leaving Twitter and they're spending their time elsewhere and that's fine. I get it. But I just, I think every single week when we say this, but to be kinder to one another, there's a reason for it because I believe everything's better. Sports are better when we're kinder to one another. Yeah, It's just like, stop coming at things from a place of negativity and start coming from them, coming to them from a place of a little bit more positivity. So for instance, and this will be my last example of this for the day, but I was thinking about volleyball. There was a group of football players that were at volleyball a couple of weeks ago, and they were trying to bring some life to a very quiet Devaney. And there were some fans who initially started out being annoyed by it because who are these jerks? And then when they realized who they were and that they had, and then the volleyball team said, no, we loved it because it brought some energy. Suddenly now the, the opinion changes. Oh, okay. It's good. Instead of coming at it from this, well, it's obviously this bad thing, maybe come from it as like, Hey, maybe this thing is helping. So until Lauren's difference tells you this is bad, Maybe don't make it a negative thing to start. I think we just always approach things more from a negative side than we do from a potentially positive side. And I think if we could kind of come at them from a more open, kinder place, the things that we disagree on become a lot easier to bridge gaps on. But then we also just let people enjoy and live their lives and like, yeah. Listen, listen to the weekend if that's what they want to listen to. Like, who right. gives I a shit? I am blaring blinding lights on my way into the office today, and I really don't give a crap. <laughs> oh, I listen <laughs> I that, song that song so often. It is embarrassing. It's like, so good. If I have a bad day, turn on blinding lights. Have a really good day, turn on blinding lights. If I stressed out, I'm turning on blinding lights. Because sometimes, especially in the hellhole that we live in right now, we are in a (laughs) pandemic. We all are in terrible states like of various winter weather that is really putting people in shit places. Sometimes it's okay to just enjoy the very, very little things. And if that is a song or a book or a TV show or whatever it is, if it makes you happy and it's not harming other people, let people live their lives and don't be jackasses. Yeah, Pretty simple. Hey, that's the challenge for this week. 
let people live. Yeah. Keep, keep, yeah. I actually did a terrible job about this last, last week. So we'll keep, give you two. Keep doing research and reading on Black History Month. There are so many things out there. So many people are providing do the work, do, do the work. We are two episodes, episodes ago, gave a woman to follow on Instagram. Who's providing prompts every single day. I recommend still doing that. But then on top of it, go out this week and just be nice to people. Just don't be a jackass. Let somebody, let somebody enjoy the thing that like you normally would have wanted to make fun of them. Just let them be. Yes. Yes. Like also, while you're letting people be and enjoy their lives when they're not har- if they're not harming anybody else by enjoying those things, we're gonna do a mailbag episode next week. Mm. So I'm glad you remembered because I t- my <laughs> my brain is literally frozen. So brain freeze. But yes, mailbag episode. Email us. Mind your own podcast at hillvarsity.com. Or you can tweet at us. I'm at Erin yes. Sorensen. She's Sasha72. Yay. I always oh, I just right. do it for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can tweet at us, uh, email us at mind your own podcast at hillvarsity.com. We did a mailbag to end 2020 time doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really good. Really, really enjoyed some of your questions. In fact, we have a question that I forgot to answer in the last one about name image likeness. So we'll bring mm-hmm. that one back. So we already have a question, uh, but it can be about anything really sincerely yes. just don't make it rude because again yeah. the challenge is to not be a jackass <laughs> yeah. yeah well We're looking forward to that so and it will sasha, be like not as cold next week so it'll be great I, I know i was about to say sasha i hope you stay warm hopefully next week i'll actually get to see you we've been kind of like yeah. b- hunkered down but it'll be nice uh maybe 40 degree weather i'll wear some like shorts or something yeah, I know. I was like, I'm where I'm, I work out in a storage unit. I have not been there in quite a while. I've been working out at home, but I might like wear shorts and a tank top just to like, it might be almost 40 on Friday. It's a heat 40 wave. degrees heat wave. <laughs> let's just go. Let's just go crazy. Like that is <laughs> spring in the Midwest is like the second it reaches above freezing. People are like, all right, game on after yes. this, after this, we all deserve a few walks outside less layers enjoy your lives yes do it well wherever you are stay safe stay warm thank you for joining us for another week make sure you leave a review on apple Podcasts. five stars are amazing they definitely help us out it's also really great if you actually leave a review so if you don't mind taking a little bit of time we would really really appreciate it otherwise we'll be back next week with a mailbag episode so get those emails in tweet at us We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Bye. A Huda Media Production.